Welcome to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. ISFA exists to serve industry professionals involved in the fabrication of manufactured surfacing materials. With each episode, Behind the Surface inspires fabricators to take their business to the next level. Now with your host, Nancy Bush. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the Installing Profitability Series Workshop, part of the Behind the Surface podcast brought to you by our friends at Baca Systems and ISFA, the International Surface Fabricators Association. Today I'm joined by Eric Tryon, who will be discussing managing by the numbers. Eric has over two and a half decades of a professional success as an entrepreneur and founder of Premier Surfaces, which he successfully sold in 2017. A true friend of our industry, Eric serves on the ISPA Board of Directors, and thanks again, Eric, for joining us and sharing your experience to help further our industry. Um, our next live training event will be held on June in Kent, Washington at Flowform Countertops. We're going to have a mineral surfaces training, Eric, porcelain-centered ultra-compact. It's going to be awesome. We're going to build a kitchen on day one and vanities on day two. So I think that'll be pretty cool. And then we'll have a round table on the category on the third day. So check out our website, ispanow.org, if you're interested in getting in on that. It's gonna be a great time. Speaking of good times, Eric, let's talk about managing by the numbers. Before we get into this fascinating topic of managing by the numbers, is my man Ted Sher gonna be at the uh, training session out there in Washington at his Flowform organization, or is he gonna be not on site because that would be worth the price of admission right there you know i i think that we should send him a copy of this podcast yeah. and make sure he understands that it, that he's not an optional attendee yes and then we put him in a uh some rain gear to fabricate out there to show us how that would be really entertaining listen Those I big, fab- big rubber boots we gotta find we could learn together we could learn together right that's where growth happens when you get outside your comfort zone so we could do it all together. I'm sure um, he'll be involved in that that shop tour on the last day in that round table. And by the way, if you're ISPA member, that's, um, you know, you just sign up and show up. So you can come up too, Eric. Love yes, that. But, but that may be an option. That may be an option. All right. So uh, managing by the numbers, right? It's like a, it's a little song, right? Managing by the numbers. One, two, three. It's as easy to do as your ABCs. I know I'm a horrible singer, but not true, by the way. Not that it's, easy. It's not easy, but this is one of those topics that I think having experience outside the stone industry really helped um, me when I came inside the industry because I was coming from a professional sales management environment that was all about the numbers, right? Like your daily activities were about the numbers. I can remember being in one of my first um, sales meeting as an interac- uh, uh, introductory rep to a product and the sales manager literally, this is back in the mid nineties, somebody didn't hit their daily number and the, the sales manager went up to the person, you could never do get away with this in, in this day and age, grab the person's tie and cut it, right? And obviously there was some history there. And he said, you do not qualify to be in this office. I mean, you talk about setting a tone about 
your number, what's your number and how important it is. So, you know, I just had a very different perspective of what uh, managing by the numbers is all about. So when I got into this industry, I was, you know, obviously very shocked that uh, it was so difficult and challenging to, to even get the um, information. That's the hardest part, right? And, and I don't think anybody argues, you know, the beautiful thing about the numbers is they don't lie. It takes the emotion out of everything. You know, and, and, and in this industry, spending as much time uh, in the stone fab industry as I have, you know, you have a lot of dialogue, a lot of conversations with, with business owners, and a lot of people do run kind of by their gut feeling and seat of their pants. And when you ask some detailed questions of like, okay, why do you say that? Or why do you think that, you know, the ones that can back it up with some data, I, I tend to give a little bit more, you know, street credibility to. Um, than the ones that are just say, well, I just think. And, and there's some really key levers inside of our business uh, that we're going to talk about when we get to our workshop of if you've got to start somewhere, you know, first of all, start where, where the biggest opportunities. And those are typically the biggest uh, drivers of profitability, right? Your material costs, your labor costs, free work. And a lot of those things don't get tracked uh, like they probably should. So when we do the workshop, we're going to dig into that. We're going to get into even some case studies uh, of, hey, where do you even start, right? And, and I know, Nancy, you and I have spoke about this topic um, previous, and, and it's like, you know, this intimidation factor of you don't have to be perfect out of the gates, right? Because you probably won't get it right out of the gates, which is okay. But, you know, this this commitment to at least start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. And, and that's the biggest thing. And, and as we get into the workshop, you know, if you, if you take nothing else from the workshop, I would really like people to take, you know, listen, uh, you have to start somewhere and commit to doing that, right? And so some of the things that we'll talk about, you know, first of all, we have to remove the blindfolds, right? And we have to get an awareness to what the numbers are. So we'll talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, the, what does the data mean? Well, the data, you know, translates into data equals truth in my world. You know, the numbers don't lie. We may not like them, right? But they typically don't lie. And, and we've got to be careful to some degree because it's with data, it's the whole gigo thing, right? Garbage in, garbage out. So if we, if we have true data going in, uh, you know, do we have true data coming out? And if we can validate that that, that is indeed the case and, and, we still don't like the number, well, then that's, that's good. At least we now have an awareness of what that is. And then what's trending, right? Where are we trending? Everything that we're doing in our companies today, are we making progress? You know, and, and I don't think a lot of companies have their arms around that. You know, are their existing strategies working? You know, most, most business owners, when I ask that question, they put their hands up, they say, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think they're working. I say, okay, how do you know that? Uh, I just know, you know, people seem happy. Their people seem, you know, it seems like we're moving in the right direction. It's, it's the conversations where people say, yeah, this strategy is working, you know, because this is the data that, that presents the case and shows that we're tracking in the right direction. To me, that's a much more valid case, right? So one of the things that we'll talk about in the workshop that, that was a game changer for me is I added a position inside my organization when I was building it fairly early called a chief data officer. Um, and this person was, was probably one of our most valuable people inside of our organization. Um, 
their, their sole responsibility was to extract accurate data in a timely manner and put it in front of the people in the form of scoreboards. So we'll talk about that. You know, that was a major commitment. And I could see most people pushing back saying, I can't afford that. Well, can you really afford having your frontline people doing the same thing day in, day out? And it is, you know, detracting from the business because it's creating a deficit in an area where you should be going the other way or vice versa. You know, that information is, is, is golden, right? So uh, I made the commitment to have this high level compensated person that was, you know, one of our um, senior leadership team members and say, listen, this is what the, the company needs right now more than anything else. So he went ahead and put the necessary um, tools and resources in place to extract the data, to be able to put it in a format that drives behavior at the front line. So we'll talk about that. Uh, you're going to hear me say, uh, when we get to the workshop, what's your number? I say that everybody, what's your number? Everybody needs a number. You know, if I said, Nancy, what's your number? What is your main number? What's your main focus 2022? And if people can't answer that question, you know, hello, we have to look in the mirror, right? Because we can't get frustrated at our people and get upset with them when we haven't given them proper direction and insight of, hey, listen, this is the goal. This is how we're going to track the goal. This is your contribution to this goal. And this is your performance to that goal. You know, we have to provide that information if we want that person, uh, an employee, frontliner, teammate, whatever we want to refer to them, to be winning every single day, right? And they will. They will. It's human nature. People want to contribute. They want to do good things. So great effective leaders, right, is about influencing people's behaviors and actions day in, day out. And, and the data and the managing by the numbers and especially the scoreboard is the key driver, in my opinion, that does the heavy lifting for any uh, manager, owner, leadership team. And then the last thing we'll do uh, after we talk about driving the behavior of the frontliners and the scoreboards is we'll get into some actual case studies in the workshop, right? Well, we will take hey, these are areas that we prioritized in. We knew we had a problem. We knew we had an opportunity. This is what we did. Uh, and this is the result that we, we saw from it because we tracked it, right? We had a benchmark of where we started and we know progressively where we're going. You know, and, and again, you're not going to get it right. It's okay. And I completely empathize with everybody that's, that's you know, scratches their head and say, oh, I don't even know where to start. It's so hard to get any information. I get it. I've been there. And we'll give you a couple key pointers of where you can start. So that's what we can look forward to, Nance, on May 11th, 2 p.m. Eastern time when we have our workshop. So until then. Well, thank you for that, Eric. You know, it's um, it's there was an old saying that I heard once that said to begin, you must start. And right. as you know, ISPA has been going through the same process internally for our metrics and our data. And it's amazing how quickly, though, it picks up speed and momentum and gets you there, right? And it does. It really, truly does the heavy, heavy lifting for you. So thanks again for joining us today and to our series sponsor, Baca Systems. And if you're interested in becoming a member of ISFA, be sure to shoot me a line at nancy at ispanow.org. And thanks and have a super day. Awesome. See you. Thanks for listening. 
To hear more in-depth viewpoints, gain actionable insights and powerful tools to help you succeed, subscribe to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. To learn more about ISFA, visit our website at www.isfanow.org.